0: All right, guys. Hey, welcome to the FFL Sky's the Limit Call. My name is Steven Yee. I'm your host today. Um, Very blessed to have two of my great friends in this business, um, Josh Crenshaw and Alondra Topete. But before I, you know, dive into the call, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up of who they are and what they've done in this business, right? Um, Both of them are Hall of Fame producers, brought over, you know, protected 400 families in a year by themselves, not together, separately on their own. Right. Their team did over a lot of business last year to be a a Hall of Fame agency builder as well. And not only that, Alondra gets to hold one of the coolest titles, in my opinion, which is she is the youngest integrity partner um, in the entire company. There's like 100 plus partners, too. So, hey, guys, welcome on the call. Thank you for uh, joining us.
1: Thank you for having us, Steve. We're super, super grateful. Excuse my uh, morning allergies. I did not wake up so great this morning, but I'm excited to just to, um, I I'm, mean, I'm this partnership, I mean, it's been um, a complete 360. And when we look back and we reflect of holy crap, like, this is actually like real, like, this is why we work so hard and we sacrifice so much. So um, I'm excited for this call. We are, we always keep it very transparent and we will always shoot everybody straight. So um, we're excited to just answer any questions that anybody has.
0: You know, let's talk about that first question. I I mean, most people on the, on, on the call that don't understand what integrity is and why we run for it. Right. That's, That's one of the questions that I get often is, you know, what is an integrity deal and why, why does someone want one? And why should it be a goal? Like, can y'all share with, you know, people like, why is it such a big deal, especially here at family first life because most other places you can't do it too. Right. So if you guys can dig into that.
2: yeah. Hey Steve, thanks for having us on. I appreciate you, man. And uh, um glad glad these calls are going on. It's super exciting to sky's the limit. It's going to be a huge group here. So, um, Steve, one thing for us that, you know, I think a lot of people kind of overlook is the employee partnership program, right? So we have family as some of our staff and just knowing that they're part of the uh, integrity family. Now they get all the benefits, they get all, they get a portion of stock as well in the company. And it's just, guys, it, it, it makes sense, right? So when you're running and you know, we a lot of us are making more money than we've ever made ever, right? With FFL, which is awesome. But our families sometimes, you know, aren't able to reap the benefits or, or our employees, I, I might should say. But guys, when we're able to do the same thing for our employees and put them in a spot that they're in a better spot than when we were employing them directly, I think that makes a lot of sense for us, Steve. But, you know, now I think there's, you know, almost going to be 30 partnerships within FFL within the last three calendar years. So it's nuts. I mean, FFL's, the the next partner behind us, guys, only has three partnerships. So you're in the right spot at the right time. But guys, just build this thing big enough, help, help more families, help your family get in the financial situation that Integrity is going to want to partner with. But um, man, it's a great spot. It's, it's exciting. But we got to keep growing, man. A lot of people think like this is, a um, you know, once you're an Integrity partner, you're, you're done, you retire, right? You're out of the business, guys. That's not how it works, right? Integrity, they're looking for you to continue what you've already done with FFL. And if you guys don't know who we work with, Sean, Mike, you guys, the dude's not letting his foot off the gas. And some of you are on the calls I'm on and um, you guys, the energy that he has and um, what he's looking to do with FFL and helping more people and helping more families. So we just got to align ourselves what he's looking to do and continue that growth. I love that. And,
0: you know, you said something that was so magical, right? Which is because I kind of feel it too. And this is what a lot of people thought. And I feel like it's such a, a bad thing is like they go, oh well, you know, integrity is the end goal, and once I get there, I'm done. It's like no, no, no. Once you get there, things begin. <laughs> like, like you, if y'all think building a, a a business, you know, was simple when you were pre-integrity, like imagine having to perform to a company that's worth sixteen billion dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's pressure. You know what I mean? So, um, but anyways but I love it, man. Congratulations again. And you guys, your guys' announcement video was just awesome. You know, I love, I love the Frenchies. Um, let's dive into some FFL stuff, you know, kind of share with us how you guys got started and how you guys did protect the 400 families individually. Cause I know that a lot of people, you know, in the industry, not just here at FFL go, wow, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of families to protect. Like, you know, where you started, you know, the doubt, And not thinking you can do it and having a practice company at another place where you had to talk to friends like share all that with us um you know on on your journey to to become a hall of fame producer
1: so steve our uh result was definitely not like we weren't one of those like come out the gate swinging like that was definitely not us if anything like we were like probably the agents that you look on your roster and you're like, what the heck are they doing? Like that was me and Josh guys. And the reason why is we never plugged into absolutely anything. Like we didn't know what a training call was. We didn't know what the TNLs was like, we didn't do anything. Um, The only thing is like, we had just such a bad experience at the other company that we really didn't think that making it big and having a big agency was something that aligned with us. We just like, there's just no way, like we're not going to recruit so many people like what the heck? Like, there's absolutely no way. So I think we were already in like that mind frame. And like, I thought like I had a little bit of hope. Josh absolutely just was just like, no, definitely not. I'm going to do corrections. Like I'm like, you're on your own. Good luck. I'm not missing football Saturday. So that was kind of like where he was at. So it was definitely harder on me. Cause I was just like, well, I really want this to work like the, what if it could work, but like I got to want it for like both of us and I got to make it big so I can prove Josh that, Hey, I understand we had a bad experience but like this is different so our first god like seven seven months in ffl were just a truck like we're just it was a roller coaster guys and like we were still working at the restaurant and uh again we were like once we started going out in the field guys we would buy like leads maybe twice a twice a month and we would both work those same leads so we would exhaust them together we'd go to appointments together and we were like this is so fun and we're making like an extra ten thousand, you know, a month. We're still serving, um, but like it was like it was just it was hard, Steve. Because then it was like, okay, what if we like actually gave this thing all in? Like we're doing this like messing around. Not we don't even know what we're doing. We don't even know what we're saying in these homes, and we're closing and we're helping people like what if we actually adopted the system that everybody's working? Like we would log in Facebook and we would see like, you know, Brittany Smart was running like 30 appointments a week. And I'm like, okay, well, we're really only running like eight to 10. And like, we're still doing like good, like and we're running together. What if we both did our own 30? So like a lot of just stuff came like at us and like, we had to kind of go through uh, uh, like, I remember I told my parents, I'm like, Hey, I'm not going to do nursing. Like I'm going to apply again. Um, but I'm gonna, I want to do this. And I'm like, like, this is what I'm making. Like, not really like going all in. Like, I want to give myself a shot at this. And I remember my parents told me I was crazy. Josh was still like, didn't even believe me. He's just like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm just waiting till I get into corrections. Like this will do until I get into corrections. But Something in my heart told me that um, like I can do this and there's just a lot of people that I'm seeing winning at a really high clip and I don't think they're anything special. I just think they are working hard and I know if I can do what they're doing, like there's no way I can't figure this out. So I remember um, we called Andrew and I called him I'm like, hey, I live in Bakersfield, but I, I'm going to drive to Las Vegas just so I can get a couple hours with you so you can kind of just tell me how this system works. And he's just like, Oh, I'll be here. You know, I'll see you guys. And I remember we got up super early. Uh, I drove and Josh didn't go actually. And I was sat with Andrew and I was just like, okay, what do we have? Like, what do we need to do? And he's like, Alondra, just buy leads twice a week and hit your 30 appointments. I'm like, okay, well what else? Like, tell me like, what, what do I say in the in-home? It's like, what else? And he's like, just do that. And I remember on my drive home, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do what he said because now he knows who I am. And like a thing about me is like, once I say something and I have someone else that I took advice from, like, I want them to know that I take them serious. I want to be able to go back to Andrew and like, Hey, I did what you did. And like, this is my result. So that was like my intention. And he also messed with me a little bit. He's like, Hey, people who like come from your company or like have like your experience, like they don't do really good here. So like I was committed to proving Andrew wrong. And um, so I remember I drove back and I told Josh, Hey, this is what we're going to do here. Like, we're going to start running our 30 appointments. We're not going to buy leads twice a month. We're going to buy leads twice a week and let's see, and let's just run with it. And guys, like, I remember we just focused on that. We each bought our own leads. We each booked our own appointments and we each went out. And then by the end of the month, like the IP reports came out and like, I was just like, Holy crap. Like we helped 20 families. Like that was the trick. And like, we weren't even hitting 30. Like we were at like 25 appointments. I'm like, dude, what if we like actually did 30? Like what difference would that have made? And guys like that month forward on like, we never went backwards because it was just that simple line that somebody just was just like, book 30 appointments and have leads. Cause there's something about spending money that you just like, want it back. Like when you don't have money, like you're working your butt off to make your money back. So that was kind of like how that was like kickstarted like our FFL journey, I guess you can say.
0: See, I love that because so many times, like, like when we have a new agent that wants to work with the both of you for us, whatever it may be, you know, they go like, like, give it all to me, baby. Like, give me everything you got. Like, I'm, I'm here for the knowledge. I'm here to soak everything in, you know, give it all to me. And then Andrew's like, no, it's just this. And you're like, no, no, there's, there has to be more. There has to be more. No, just buy leads twice a week and book your 30 appointments. You know what I mean? And, and that there's, there's genius and simplicity. And I think that's why Andrew is just so good at what he does. You know, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but like, I've never been on the phone with Andrew longer than a an minute and a half. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <that>? <laughs> Right. And so like, but some of us will have our conversations with agents we work with circling through the same things. And it's like, if we just kept things simple and go, like you said, like, here's the plan, go do it. And then like, we'll review it after. And and so, you know, I love that because, you know, one of the challenges and, and, you know, I was just talking to Josh about this. I was like, all right, this month in the month of May, I'm going to hire 10 new direct agents to me. Right. So we're at four. And so like, what was so fascinating was like getting back to these conversations and I'm like, this new agent asked me something. And I'm like ready to throw everything I got at him. And I'm like, ah, wait, 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 Hey dude, just go book your appointments. Let's go do that. 30 appointments, 15 on, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, 15 on Friday, or Saturday, and then we'll talk, you know? And so like, there's so much genius in that. What about you, Josh? Like, what was your perspective? I mean, considering that Alondra was going to do this thing and you were like, eh, I'm just going to do this until I get my job as a correctional officer. Like, your waiting tables, whatever it is, like what made you go full force and what made you guys go from running together, which is comfortable, to running individually, which is not comfortable for sure.
2: Yeah, Steve. And, and it's crazy because it's like we can remember all this stuff because it was not in the so distant, you know, past like when we were going through all this stuff. And was I, it like I, two years ago. Yeah. I mean, for a little sure. over two years ago. It was nuts. I wouldn't say it was last year, but it, a couple years ago, man, we were going through this stuff. But I want to know in the chat, guys, if, if you're less than six months into the business, can you put a one in the chat for me? I want to know who we're kind of talking to if you're less than six months in. Okay. So we got a couple, but Steve, yeah, the, the first six months for us were rough, man. Like Andrew, Andrew did say something that really stuck with me. He said, this can be the worst business for you, or this can be the best business for you. And today it's been both now, but early on guys, it was the worst business, man, just because I was my own worst enemy. Right. And Steve said it best, right? The, the Steve, what do you say? The biggest enemy is your inner me, right? Guys, and and that hit home because I was my own worst critic. I talked the worst crap to myself. I was so negative about my business. I was so negative about where I was financially. I was negative about the leads, about my upline, about everything, every single thing you could be negative about, guys, until I had no more excuses left to feed myself, right? Because at the end of the day, I kept telling myself all the things that didn't work. And I saw the result of that. Financially, I was still broke. There, um, I saw people around me killing it within FFL, and and I, guys, I honestly was like, they're no better than me. What, why are they winning and I'm not winning? Right. What, what's the What's the difference? The difference was, guys, they're positive. They're in the Facebook groups. They're in the Slack groups. They're in the group GroupMe's. They're putting out the energy they want to receive, and they're working their butt off. That That's the really the um. There, there's not many things that make you successful in FFL, Steve. It's really just being consistent, working hard, caring about others more than you care about yourself. And, and guys just working the thing day in and day out, like you can lose it all. And, and that's the thing that changed, Steve. I was tired of my own excuses. I put my best foot forward. And guys, you, you'll find the harder you work, the more confident you are in this business, the less insecurities you have. And the more you want to prove it to yourself that, hey, yesterday wasn't a fluke. I protected five families yesterday. Um, this weekend, I'm going to double that because I'm going to show everybody that that wasn't a fluke. What I did, I didn't just get lucky. I didn't sit with people I know. Like I'm going to go consistently back it up day in and day out because guess what? I don't want to go put on my ser- server uniform again. Like I really don't. Like I hated that more than I hated going out and getting my butt kicked in the field. Like I hated more me putting on that all black uniform and dreading that eight hour shift. And I think a lot of people have been there, right? But we just forget that. We forget what we went through. We forget the, the, the pain points in our life to get us to where we're at. So if you're on the call guys and you're protecting five to 10 to 15 families, guys, you're barely scratching the surface with where you're at in FFL. There's so much better out there. There's, all you got to do is just go to the work. And I promise people are going to want to lock arms with you if you're out there protecting 30, 40 families a month they're like what the heck are you doing man and you're putting out the energy you want to receive that so like
0: did you guys come in and like write and protect like 20 30 families overnight or did it
2: take you some time no steve it took a while man our first year was rough yeah the first year was rough guys and how I many can't...
0: months did it take for you to write your first 20
2: i think it steve it took like eight months man so right. i should have quit a long time ago
0: but see like And I'm so glad you said that, right, Josh, because so many people in our business go, ah, because I didn't do 20 immediately, I'm a failure, I lose, I quit. And I'm like, you know, some people come in and kill it immediately. I wasn't one of them. You know what I mean? Like Brandon Kitchens, who is a phenomenal Hall of Fame producer, manager now, he took nine months to do so, very similar to you. And it's like, but if you quit during those eight to nine months, you, you won't be here. This
1: Steve, I want to add one thing, but the reason why we weren't was because we weren't working. Like, let me just put that out there. Like, we were not working. We would seriously run eight appointments a week. And like, it was not, it was not surprising to us why we weren't making that Sorry. type of money. It was the moment we decided to actually run the appointments So we were supposed to have the activity that we were supposed to have a designated dial day. Like we didn't have that eight months. So once we did the first month, but it, we weren't there be- prior because we just weren't working. That's really what it is. So when anybody says like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not writing 20 families. It's just like, well, dude, let's, let's go look at your calendar. You know why? Cause like I had to look at my calendar. I'm like, why are you going to the gym at midday? Why are you waking up so late? Like, it's just a lot of self-evaluation that that's how you get ahead in this business. It is a lot of mental game, but it's just being real with yourself. You can't have excuses like Josh was saying. It's just, let's just, let's take a step back and look at what am I not doing? Why am I not having those results that they all are? So that's what I And something,
2: Steve, I got to add. Early on, I wanted to compare my results to everybody else's results early on, right? When I knew I was putting in, you know, 15, 20% and I see, you know, other people out there protecting 30, 50 families a month. And I'm like, well, hey, they, they got to have different leads than I do. They got to <laughs> have leads. I need a fit, Brittany's smart, whatever lead she's got, I need that lead. So, but it's crazy because you reach out to people on Instagram or on Facebook and you message them and they're like, dude, CRM and Facebook leads. This is what I do. This is what I purchase This And guys, when you purchase the leads, you've got no one else to blame. When you make the commitment to purchase the leads, it's all on you. And, and that's the part that messed me up. Cause I'm like, I started purchasing the leads and I'm like, I got no other choice. My credit cards now, 80% of my balance is filled up. I got to go to work now. There's no more people to blame, but me. So, so keep your blinders on, man. Don't look at every, what everybody else is doing. You know, you improve every single month. I love that. because Dude, like I was just you, just, you
0: just gave me a thought, like robots would be so good at what we do because they're unemotional. The reason why this is tough is because we get emotional about it. We get lazy. We get, we call leads. They tell us something and we get hurt and we're like, all right, I'm not going to call another lead for like seven minutes. You know what I mean? Like if you can just, if you can just get unemotional and just do the work, because I, I find it physically impossible for someone to run 120 appointments a month and not protect 20 families personally like if you show me your calendar and go here's my 30 appointments a week one week two week three week four and go i didn't protect 20 families i'm like there's no way there's just no way you know what i mean but it's like we put our emotions into that and go oh well you know um well well the, the leads that david are running are a lot different than mine so therefore he has, that's the whole blame game right and it's like there's so many times in this business, like, you know, Josh and Alondra, like so many qu- people quit right before their breakthrough. Like they go through all this suffering for no reason. And then like, right when they're about to break through and crack the code of being a, you know, 20, 30, 40 families protected a month producer, they go, ah, I'm out. This ain't for me no more. It's like going to the gym the first, you know, two weeks of the year. And then it's like, ah, the gym's crowded. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, yeah, I'm a new year's resolution. We're over with. You know what I mean? It's like so many people do this in the and they just and they have the staying power. I think they would all succeed, you know? So, um, share with us, like, okay, now you guys take your business from, you know, brand new agent, protecting 20, 30 families a month. What clicked for you to go hall of fame? Cause that's a consistency thing. You can't just bang out 40 families one month. You gotta do it for like 12 months.
2: I think the biggest thing, Steve was just, um, Knowing, I think when we were with FFL prior, before our hall of fame run, we were like, we, we need to make a decision, right? We're either going to give this thing absolutely everything we have, or we need to get out of it because we're not going to be able to sustain, excuse my language, this half, 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 half ass activity that have gotten us this results that we've gotten so far. Right. And I remember it was May, 2020, Steve, I was way behind the eight ball. I think I was at like 60, 70 families protected for the year. And it was almost halfway through the year at that point, I was going to run a travel trip in the Bay area by myself, mortgage leads, got Brittany smart on the phone. And she told me, Hey, this is the start of your hall of fame run right now. This is what it's going to take when you go bust your butt and set yourself ahead for this week. This is going to be a run for hall of fame. And guys, it was really just putting all the chips, all the chips in. Cause if you've heard everybody speak with the red jacket guys, nobody's special, man nobody's special. Steve talks really good. So it makes him sound special, but nobody's good. Right. <laughs> we all, we all have the same 24 hours. We're all doing the same leads. We all have the same, you know, tight budget. When we come into the business guys, it's really just who takes advantage of this thing, who, who puts all the chips on the deck, who puts all the chips on the table and let, lets a thing, just let it all hang out, man. And that's what it was, Steve. There was nothing special. I ran more appointments than I had ever run. And I got uncomfortable, spent more on leads. And it was like, dude, I, I'm going to make this work. This woman next to me here is not going to, she's not letting me come home, guys. <laughs> he was like, you, you got to stay out. You got to go do your thing. But find someone that's going to hold you accountable like that. And again, you know, partner, we got great people within our teams and within our groups and find someone that's on their first Hall of Fame run and say, hey, I'm going to, why don't we keep each other accountable? You text me how many appointments you booked. You text me how many families you protected over the weekend and let's run this thing together. And that's something we should have done early on because we were going back and forth with our ch- each other, right? We protect 10 families in a month. We're like, we're rich, baby. Let's do this thing, right? <laughs> but it's right. like when you, when you start seeing everybody else's success with FFL, you want a piece of that for yourself. And guess what? You can take the whole thing. We just got to go do it see,
0: that's the best part. Like find someone that's going to hold you accountable. And I felt like when, when I went on my hall of fame run, you were like my workout partner. Cause in December, we were both, we were, we were a good distance away. (laughs) We had to make it work. You know what I mean? And so like find a workout partner that's primarily not on your team. Let me say that because like, if I override you, then I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to hear. Like want to hear, because this is for you, but it's like, if we're not on the same team and we're not right, Josh, like we have no financial interest in one another. I can be like, dude, you got to go run that extra appointment. And you're telling me the same thing. And it's like, how many, how many more apps are you at? Like, what do you need? Like, that's the push, you know? And, And so like, that's for me, like finding great sideline help and mentorship is such a big deal here without actually like making the threat of joining somebody else. Like some of y'all best friends are Nina Hayden. Y'all aren't on the same lines there too. That's the beauty of this business: is we help everybody, you know. And so, like for me, that's 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 my big thing. Um, Josh, how did you guys transition from okay now? Now we went from you know protecting twenty families a month to forty and become a Hall of Fame producer. How do you become a Hall of Fame agency builder?
2: As I think it's just, again, giving everybody an opportunity like we had early on. And I think, you know, Trey said it best. He's like, take one person that doesn't know about FFL and t- show them FFL every single day. Because guess what? That's a, about 400 people for the whole year. And guys, the people that w- are in our groups, that are on your social media networks, guys, they don't make the money we make here at FFL. They don't have the freedom that we have here. And I, a lot of us, we just think like we're so used to everything we have here now at FFL that we think we let other people believe their situation is better than what we have here. And I think that's what messes people up, right? But when we see Brandon and David and all these guys on your team going out and protecting families at a high clip, guys, there are so many people around you that aren't doing that, that need to do that for their family. And we can't forget that energy. And that's what we brought to the table every single day, Steve, because we were frustrated at one point in Hawaii. I think we had protected 100 families the previous month. And we're like, financially, we are good. Like we're in a spot we've never been in, but we were, up, we were frustrated because that we weren't helping anybody else do it. So it almost, uh, Sean would call us and be like, you guys are doing great, but guys, we got to start showing sharing the opportunity with more people. We got to lead people to FFL because guys, look what you guys have done. And you guys aren't anybody special either. So I think Steve, just sharing the opportunity. Um, and again, it's the basics, man. If you're reaching out to people on your social media networks, you know, 20 to 50 people a day, guys, that stuff works. The boring stuff works with FFL. The instant leads work, the Facebook leads work, all the boring stuff consistently works. And all of us here, myself included, we always want to look at the new shiny thing on the wall and say, I need to do that thing. I need to do what they're doing. But guess what? Showing up at the gym every day at 5 a.m. eating the right foods every day, that's what gets you ahead in life. That's what gets you ahead where you want to be physically. That's the the meat and potatoes of this business too, guys. The boring stuff. That's
0: going to the gym is boring as hell. i tell you that. You know what I mean? But that's how you get in shape and lose weight and feel good about yourself. Alondra, what do you say to people that go, um, you know, I'll recruit once I start doing well.
1: I think that's like when we look back, see, that's probably like our biggest regret in this business is not recruiting soon enough, like being aggressive. uh, Like, for example, I think one thing that always helped us was we always were extremely consistent on social media, just posting like the everyday grind. Like we had no intentions of building a team. But one thing is like that helped us. Like when I look back at like when I was prepping, something that always helped me accountable was I always had to go on social media and post that I was at the gym. Like for me, that was just like, regardless who saw it, like I needed to do it. So in this business, when I look back and I'm like, dude, you were extremely disciplined when that and like, that's what you were doing. So I, tr- I started doing that on social media to help me with building that stamina and that system and that schedule in this business. And, like, I was never aggressive, like, hey, reach out to me. I can help you do this. Like, I was just sharing, like, I'm out seeing appointments. Like, here's selfies with my clients. Here's what my schedule looks like. I'm at the office making appointments. Like, I posted that. And I think that's how naturally people like respected me because they were like, she isn't a one-time wonder. She's not sliding in our DMs. Like, hey, are you looking for this opportunity? Like they were seeing me constantly doing it and they were seeing me get better. Um, they were seeing me getting tagged and all these posts. So people just naturally started reaching out because they were unhappy where they were at. And it was never like, hey, look at me, I'm so good. It was just like, dude, I'm not like, I'm not special. I'm just putting in the work. So I think naturally people just... I, I kept it just to such a like inviting environment. So people uh, like word would reach out to me. And then once I started to I'm like, okay, I'm getting people like messaging me. What if I'm just like more direct with it? And like, to my surprise, like, I mean, I'd had flooded Instagrams, uh, DMs every single time I put my number on social media and every day I would wake up to text. Hey, I saw you on YouTube. Hey, I saw you on Instagram. Like I want to work with you. So it all came from just exposure. But like it was just it came from the consistency. Like our team blew up when me and Josh are just consistent and like just always, always, always posting. Like when we had what he talked about, it's like we called Andrew. And I remember I was just like, dude, I don't want to freaking fly to Hawaii five hours like I don't want to do this because it gets to a point where guys, it, it's really not the money. And if you're doing this for the money, you're in this for the wrong reasons, because there gets to a point where guys like Five figures, six figures that you're depositing a month. Like you kind of become numb to it. Like that's not exciting. You kind of like are looking for what like would make would get me chills when when somebody on our team would join. It's like, dude, I went from like zero to my bank account to like I helped 20 families and like this is the most money I've ever made, or I just paid off debt. Like, that's what got me. And I'm like, how many more people can I help? Like, I want to help that sooner. And I felt selfish because I'm like, here I am. A whole year went by and I was just like, not actively hiring people. Like people just kind of fell into my lap. And like, that's like one thing that we like hit ourselves like the most. It's like, how many more people could we have influenced if we were just like more aggressive with this and not not selfish? Because that's what, in my opinion, when I look, I'm like, damn, you were selfish as heck.
2: And and Steve, real quick, I want to add something. And that was, all. (laughs) it's hard to follow that type of stuff. Right. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that gets me excited, and I don't know, you know, Sean always says that we got to keep our edge about us. Right. And when we're making the money, we're making a lot of us on this call. Now we're we're making just more money than we've ever seen before. Monthly that we used to do yearly. Right. It, It can be sometimes harder to keep that edge. But what I've seen, the more new people that I speak with that aren't comfortable, that are hurting financially, that aren't in the spot they need to be for their families. Guys, I tell people at the end of the call, I needed this call more than you needed this call. And I say that selfishly, That like guys, that's what keeps us fresh. That's what keeps us energized. That's what keeps us ready to go every single day. It's because guys, there's so many more people that we need to go save, man. We got what, 10,000 agents in FFL? There's 2 million licensed right now in the United States. Like it's nuts. Like Steve, we're, we're barely scratching the surface as a company, man and if if we think we've made it you know that only trickles down to everybody else on our team so what i'd recommend to everybody that's building a team or that's producing at a high level guys speak to new people every single day cuz guys it'll humble you real quick with what they're going through financially and where they're at in, in in their life and guys when you get people that are on the other end you know choking up and have got tears coming down i promise you that that energizes you back and it sets you back where you need to be cuz again this whole thing's just about helping more people get to where they need to be
0: I love that, man. I used to say all the time, it's like, success is what you do for yourself. Significance is what you do for others, right? Like, that's just a big thing that I live by, you know, with, with, with what I've seen you guys do in recruiting, right? Like a lot of it is attractive. Like attraction marketing is what the term is. Like you, you make yourself become attractive, not by physical looks, by work ethic. You know, y'all wake up in the, you know, wake up early to, go lift and talk to your team on the East coast and do all these things. Like when did you guys make that change? Cause I know for me, I didn't make that change for like two and a half years in. I
1: don't think, I think with us, Dave, it's just like me and Josh kind of put everything on the back burner. Like it was like, we came last, everything else came first. And like that meant everything like getting married, planning a wedding, none of that like even crossed our minds. Cause it was like, we want this so bad and we need to do it as fast as possible so we can get other people to believe it that they can also do this first. So like, that was like our core, like that's when it like things got rough. It was just like, Hey, remember why we said we did this? Like what we were sat, we're putting on the line for this because we really, we just wanted to make an impact with everybody. And more than anything, we just wanted everybody to believe that dude, we're not anybody special. Like, I don't think we do anything special, like to deserve all this. We just work hard. And if someone can believe like, Hey, I don't have any experience. Like I don't have, I don't come from money, but if I can just put in the work that everybody else is putting, like this can be possible for us. So that's kind of like the biggest reason that it's just like, it It doesn't become about you. The less, the more it's on you guys, you're going to quit on yourself. It's like when you have someone going to the gym, if you say, Hey, I'm going to start working up at five in the morning. It's like, yeah, your, your alarm clock comes in and you snooze it. And then well, maybe tomorrow. But when someone is like, I'm going to meet you there, I'm going to be there. It's like, holy crap, I'm not letting them down. I'm not going to let them down. It becomes like you won't quit on other people, but you'll quit on yourself all day long. So I think that's like the biggest thing. It's just like wherever you're at in the business, it's just like self-reflect on your life, who's around you, uh, you know, what's, you- why is and why you want to do this. And for us, it was, especially for me, I had to cut a lot of toxic people out. Like if they had no business, give me any advice for my business. And they had nothing positive to say. I respectfully have nothing to talk to you about when it comes to business. Like I have nothing to say to you. No, no comments to do uh, friendship. Same thing. It's like, Hey, I love you, but I'm at a different stage in my life. Like I'm more concerned about putting my family in a better position than wondering where I'm going to go party next weekend. Like that's I-
0: that's so good. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but like so many people are in that position though, right? Like they, they can't leave their current situation, which is good to become great. Like they're holding on to good, which is going to stop them from being great. When did you make the decision to go, I like these people because they're my friends, but I got to leave them behind to go get this, right? Like you were both of you guys, you know, grew up in, in Bakersfield and go, I'm out. I'm going to Vegas. Like that was so uncomfortable. What made you do that?
1: I think it started from the beginning, Steve. So to be honest with you, we, we, when we took that decision of we're going all in, it meant on all aspects. It meant on spending money on leads, running appointments, going whatever we had to do and cutting everybody out. So when we made the decision to go to our family, like, hey, I'm not doing this. We're going to do this because of this like that, that's when that everything clicked for us. Like that's when weekends, like now I kind of like, I get some people like want to enjoy and take the weekends off, but it's just like, dude, that's how we got like rich at this thing. Like this is the, made the difference between five to 10 to 15 families protected because we ran the weekends. Like we found our running mates. Like for us, it was like Nina and Hayden. We had, I had no, like, I didn't know who she was. She was in Arizona. I met her at an event, but I was, once I was all in, I wanted to just surround myself with the people that were thinking there. So if you weren't writing, like helping 20 families a month, I respectfully had no business talking to you business. Like, I mean, my conversations were short and I learned that the hard way from Sean. He's like, Hey, stop being friends with everybody. You don't need to pick up the phone. You don't need to be on everybody's call. If they're not growing, if they're not helping you or you're not growing, you have no business talking to them. And that was so hard for me because I always answered the phone to everybody and I always wanted to help everybody. Everyone would message me. And then I was just like, I'm like, I'm putting myself on the back burner. So I became friends with people that where I wanted to be that were going to push me and my conversations with Nina every day were, dude, what are you at for the day? Hey, what, it was on Saturday, I remember we would be driving and she's like, I'm in Buckeye. And I'm like, dude, I'm in Fresno. It's like nine <laughs> I got a two hour drive right. home. How was your run day? How was it? What, what are you at for the weekend? Like, that's what got us through like, and kept pushing. And it was like a whole little clan of us. It was just like, Josh. It was Nina. It was Clay. It was Steve. We'd call you and Joe. And it's just like, how far are you guys for hall of fame? Like, that's what our conversations were about. And it was just like nothing but getting uncomfortable and challenging each other. And it's like, they just helped 10 families. Like I'm at four. I better run Saturday, like a Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. Like, what am I doing with myself? So it was just like, that's what kept this thing fun. Cause this is a really lonely business, but you need to make sure that you're talking to the right people. I wasn't talking to anybody who was not where I wanted to be like, that's just respectfully because like it kept my mind. Right. And like, I needed people that were gonna tell me, Hey, snap the heck out of it. I wasn't going to call someone that was gonna I like, if I was, Oh, these leads suck. Like I had such a bad day. It's just like, no, dude, this is on you. Like snap the heck out of it. Like, Hey, the field owes you tomorrow. You're going to sell everybody. Like that's who I needed to uh, surround myself with just to protect my mental space. And, that's honestly what I attribute like my, our biggest year of insurance to. What about you?
2: That was so good. Oh, and I, I need to start going after, like before. Need go first. Right? Like, I need to ask you the question first. <laughs> Steve, I, um, man, wh- who's been to Bakersfield? Steve, I know you, you've you been to Bakersfield, Put put a one in the chat if you've ever been to Bakersfield, California. Kern County. Probably nobody, right? Zeke, uh, Steve Zeke well, would. Zeke, Paul, Bessie. So guys, What Bakersfield is known for is being like the black hole of California. Like everybody, (laughs) everybody that leaves always comes back to Bakersfield and we're not, she's nodding because she knows too, but like all the people that graduated five, 10 years ahead of us, guys, they're all doing the same stuff. They're all working the same jobs. They're all out in the oil fields. They're all doing these restaurant guys, same stuff. Right. And Steve, that was one of the main contributing factors to why we got out of Bakersfield. We're like, man, hey, we're comfortable. We've grown. We're, we're It's our best in business. We The best year we've ever had. We need to do something to stay uncomfortable. We had no family out here. Andrew, talking to Andrew's like talking to Tree sometimes. So we didn't have much in Andrew. Great guy, <laughs> love him. But we had to do something that we're like, hey, we're going to get uncomfortable. We're going to move in a different state let's start all over. Let's build more people. Let's find more people. And guys, it's the same thing, you know, like running in the field, you start out, you're competing with everybody else. Right. But once you get at a high enough level, you're competing with yourself day in and day out. Yeah. Like I, I want, That's you so know, good. when that, when that last door knocks 45 minutes away in the opposite direction of home, And it's Sunday night, 7, 8 p.m. Are you gonna go out of your way and finish that door knock? right? Good, bad, or indifferent, I wanna make sure that leads crossed off the list. I wanna make sure I put everything I could into that family to make sure they were protected. Because guess what? When you're driving back two and a half, three, three and a half hours, you feel so much better. Because again, that's just another mental win for you that you can take on to the next day. And that's what I would love about this business, guys. Once you start doing it so dang consistent, it's not about the results. It's about all the processes I put in and all the consistencies I kept to myself so I can follow it up the next day. Cause I again I I have to put my best foot forward. I have to be in a best uh, mental space for myself to run that next day. So again, just guys, when if you're doing, you know, a great job protecting families now, guys, compete with yourself every single day. You can I promise you can be better every single day. You can get better with every family you sit with. But guys, do something, do what other people aren't willing to do. And that's what I wanted to do.
1: If it makes you uncomfortable, you're doing the right thing. And if we look back at like our just every like from everything from start to beginning, the, it was the times that we were the most uncomfortable about that. We were like, we're going to be unemotional and just do it because everybody else is doing it. And that's the right thing to do. That's what people are having success. That's what they're doing. So that's what we're going to do. It was those decisions that led us to like every growth whether it was hiring on new staff, it was extremely uncomfortable because now it was just like somebody's livelihood depends on us. Boom, we grew. Spending three to $4,000 in leads in one week for a massive travel trip. Boom, most money we've ever made. And it was just like everything, like moving. Like it's just little things like that. If it's uncomfortable, you're doing it. It's for the right reasons and just watch your business just take off. And that's like the biggest, biggest piece of advice that I could give to everybody on this call.
0: Love that. You know, I saw one of the, uh, saw something online. It said one of the best life hacks for someone that's 20 or 30 is move away from your hometown. And it's like, what Josh said is like, you know, what you said about Bakersfield, I feel is where I came from. I feel like a lot of people could say the same thing. It's like, you saw like the people you went to high school with and the people that were like seniors when you're a freshman, And you're like, man, I used to look up to that dude. And that dude is like, "Mm, I don't know, man. Right. And it's like, but like everybody's doing that still. And I'm like, if the best thing I can do is to get out of that situation, remove yourself completely from the environment. That's like the greatest thing you can do to yourself. I agree. And it's not hard. I mean, it's not easy because you uproot your entire family, you know what I mean? Like, and which is cool because like your family now has moved, you know, with you guys, but that's the thing about this business is like, you know, you, you you might be born in that city, but if you die in that city, like you chose that. Right. Um, but anyways, share with us like getting uncomfortable with travel trips, you know, what caused you guys to get on a flight to go run business somewhere else? Like what, what was that
2: all about? So Steve, we were, um, it was our, our first year, I believe leave and I think we were six nine months into the business and we were we were starting to protect 15 to 20 families a month just in our local area. Right. We were of course we were driving to Fresno two hours two hours one way, but that wasn't really like I don't consider that a travel trip. Like that's just a normal day for me in the field. And I think a lot of people can agree to that. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were doing 15 to 20 families a month, mostly because um Steve and Joe had all our leads, but we won't go to that. <laughs> but um guys, we were just like, man, there's no more leads we can get. We got to go somewhere else, right? So I remember Alondra was on the phone with Andrew one day and she was like, dude, what if we just went and ran Hawaii? Like, what if we just literally just went and ran Hawaii? And I was like, you know, here she goes again, right? Another idea. <laughs> and I was, I was already uncomfortable hearing that. So I was like, oh gosh, hopefully we don't have to do that. But um, one of the managers within FFL actually reached out and said, hey, I have so many dang leads in Hawaii. I can't go. One of the agent quit running over there. Do you guys want these leads? And guys, we, we were investing maybe 500 to 800 a week in leads. That lead purchase alone was $3,000 in leads in that one week. And Steve, that, uh, that single event changed our whole business, getting uncomfortable and taking that blind leap of faith. Cause I mean, that week we protected 84 families just by that one lead purchase, you guys completely <laughs> changed it all. Cause now the belief level is like, dude, if I can, if I can protect families in California, I love all my Californian Californians on here. You can sell insurance anywhere. I promise you that. You can go do it anywhere. And when we went and ran it in a different state, now it's like, okay, Now I'm going to double down on every single thing that made me uncomfortable in the first place. I'm going to double down on the activity. I'm going to double down on working weekends, guys, the weekends, right? She wanted, she was like, he just watches football on Saturdays. She is so right. I would literally take every Saturday off just to watch football. Now I'm like, what's that football game doing for my family? What's that doing for my business? What's that doing for our team to get ahead? Right? So now I'm like, hey everybody takes Sundays off. I'm going to be the one to go work Sundays. I'm going to go be the one to go protect all these families that still need our help on Sundays. And I think just doing the stuff, Steve, like that, even when it comes to travel trips, you know, I know the, the virtual things like the flavor of the month, right? Everybody's doing virtual and seeing a lot of success. But guys, we, we said this on one of our team calls, the, the foundations in the field. And if you're able to get out there and get uncomfortable and go to other places, guys, do it do it, man, because it changes your thought process and it changes your almost your mental fortitude. Like you can just I can do anything now if I can go run it in other places.
0: Love that. Hey, if y'all have any questions, feel free to drop it in the Q&A or else I'll keep asking questions because this is great. Um, Last question I have before we open it up for everybody else. Um, Can you guys talk about how it's a big deal to not forget where you came from? Right. Because like where you guys are now, you weren't there two years ago. And it's really easy to forget, especially when the bank account, you open it in the morning. You're like, "Ooh, that's a nice little amount. The house y'all live in, the cars y'all drive, the lifestyle that you live, the food you eat, you know, the ability to be free and do anything. Right. That's where you're at now. But can you talk about how it's so you know, crucial to not forget about where you were. Cause I feel like what God gives you can take
2: away. I'm gonna go first. So I can't, she can't take. Away. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve, when you asked that, man, I got goosebumps and I'm like, I got a little choked up cause it's like, dude, we, we work this thing every day. Like we can lose it all tomorrow. And I think that's what even like the materialistic stuff, it's great. Right. It's cool to be able to go do that. But guys, it means more when our family comes out and we're able to pick up the check without looking at it. And we're able to, they're able to order things without even having to look at the price, right? Order what you want, man. I got you. I promise it. you know, no big deal. This isn't a big deal at all, but we got it. But Steve, just remembering back, you know, to when we were starting, man, cause it's like, you know, I don't, Steve, we were running through, you know, we had, we had a, we had an apartment, two bedroom apartment. We had a roommate and we had two French bulldogs at the time. And Steve, we were barely getting by, man. We were literally counting the shifts until the end of the month, calculating how much we might make from each shift to pay our rent that month. And guys, it's just like, it, it's not that far off from where we were because and that's what I wake up with every day. So damn grateful for the opportunity we have here, but I don't take it for granted. So when, you know, when we speak to people that might be complaining or they're not happy about their business and they're, they're not happy with their current situation, Take a step back and have some perspective on where you're at, right? Have some perspective on the situation, the freedom, the financial freedom. We're able to, you know, provide for ourselves and our families just by working our ass off. And Steve, we got, when you were running on your Hall of Fame run, guys, it's easy when you align with people like that. Because Steve had to do, I think, 80. And he he hit it because he's a madman. And he was like, dude, I'm getting my jacket. I had to do 70 and we did it. Because guys, it's just easy when you align yourself with people that are doing the same thing. But Steve, it's not hard to remember where we were at, man. It's really not. Especially if you have family still not in a good spot. You want to win even more for you so you can help them. And that, that's the thing. And it's not, I'm not saying we're paying their bills or doing anything like that. But um, imagine having a, a bill that they're stressing about and being able to say, I got you, I got you. Let's, let's roll. Don't even think twice, I got you. That's the stuff that means a lot. And that's the stuff that it's like, uh, I can remember throwing on that uniform, Steve, and saying, "One day I'm gonna burn all these clothes because I'm never going back, man." But it's um, when you're making eighty bucks to a hundred bucks a day at the restaurant, just trying to make ends meet, it's easy not to forget about that stuff. Landra,
1: well, oh God, that's the hardest to come after. No, guys, but I think just um, I think some from the very beginning, this is a lot of money. I mean, I joke around with Josh, and like Josh like never wanted me to get dogs. By the way. I got our dogs and without, he was like out of town that weekend and I went and I got my dog and um, it was, it was like three fourths of my savings account when I paid for her. Like we guys, that we had absolutely nothing. And like, I think that's like, we joke around our dogs so much, but like, like our dogs were like the start of our, like, kind of like once we got our dogs, like that's kind of like when everything kind of just like, it it'd be like we put it we had a purpose and it's just like little things like we want to be able to have a yard for our dogs like that's what we want like we want to be able to do things for our family like my parents like his family our family was not like well off like well off and we had to work a lot we didn't get to spend a lot of time and I think like from ours is just like we value family time a lot like ever since like and I know my parents like my dad may have not had a lot of money, but any chance that he had, like he made sure it was always around family. So when we saw an opportunity to be able to make money and have spend all the time with our family, it was just like. Why don't we just go put in the work because we have this vehicle and we're not like, we don't have the like the bills that they do. So what if we just go in, put our all in. So we can, we can make sure we can make those memories that we, that our parents would have liked us to do. So that was really like our driving force. And Steve, we went and got a, a bank account and it was a business account. So all of our money went to that account. Cause before it was just like, when I'd see deposits come into a laundress bank account, Laundry's account looked good or Josh's same thing, but it was just like when it's not yours, like you don't feel you're not emotional about it. So chargebacks, spending money into the business, like it all becomes so easy because it's like the house is money. So, if, hey, something comes in I have to pay for like, it's not me. It's not a laundry paying for it. Business account's paying for it. And all last year, guys. <laughs> OK, I'm going to put in the comments if somebody can guess How much do you think me and Josh paid ourselves uh, this year prior to integrity was going into our account from our business account? I want to see if we can get some people who can guess. (laughs) A month, a month, let's say a month. I've came from a month. $2,000 a piece, guys. That's what we paid ourselves. Like for us, whatever we want to do, that was all we got. So how are you going to increase your liabilities when you only have $2,000 paying for you? But guys, that's why growing this business became so easy. Spending 30, 40, 50 grand a month in your business a month became so easy because it's not my money. This can be taken away tomorrow. Why am I going to go spend all this money if it's not mine? So guys, that's what helped us keep our edge. And it was just like, what else do we need to do? How do we get this? Like, we need to grow more. Like, what do we do to grow the business? Like, it was never ours. Guys, we don't wake up every morning ever looking at our bank account. Like, ever. Because it's just like, you know, we're getting $2,000 a month. Like, that's what it was, guys. But I feel like that's what helped us just stay, like, always, like, because it's not about the money, guys. It really is not. It's, it's not. But it's nice to be able to go do these things for everybody around you to be like, hey, that's what I want to spend my money on. I want to take everybody out to eat. I want to take them out over here. Like, it's just little things like that. Again, it falls back to not about you. How many more can people can you help? And that's kind of like what helped us get to where we are.
0: Love it, man. That um, I think that's what the whole humble and hungry things about humble enough to know that it can go away hungry enough to know that I can go get more you know what I mean like I saw something the other day it was like you know humble enough to know that I can lose it all but smart enough to know that I can get it all back like I'm like that's that's the funky position that we're in you know not looking at our bank account and going man I'm good for the rest of my life but like being able to go I'm blessed, but now I got to go help other people go do it. Like, I think that's why it's just a perfect tagline for our company. So um, Josh and Alondra, thank you guys so much. Truthfully, I appreciate you guys. Um, Especially for the first call that we've done agency-wide for our team. Like, good luck, whoever's coming next week. I don't even know who it is, but man, good luck to that person. Um, because this was great. And, um, if there's anything that we can do ever to return the favor, please let us know. Um, but wow, that was, that was great. So thank you guys so much. And we truly appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Hey guys, let's go make it a great week. If if you're not where you need to be right financially, it goes back to what Alondra was just talking about earlier. Go book your 30 appointments, not eight for the month, eight for the week. Go run your 30 this week, right? It starts with today. 15 for the next 2 days, 15 on Friday and Saturday. Let's go hit that number. If there's anything that we can do to help, please reach out. We appreciate every single one of you guys. Make it a great one. Have a blessed one. Take it easy.